Welcome to the dark forest Jackie and her pals will never bore us Shameless confessions about our obsessions Will make us laugh and smile So let's explore the dark forest And dark down for a while Hi, I'm Jackie Cation. You are about to listen to the dark forest Let's give you the info about it First of all, you know the websites dorkforest.com, thedorkforest.com, if you like a determiner, jackiecation.com, has everything. All my podcasts, including uh, videos of my stand-up, my stand-up schedule, merchandise you can purchase if you would like, and a lot more info than you possibly even need. Let's do the credits. Mike Rickberg sang and produced and composed that song at the beginning of the show. He sang with his wife, Sarah. It's very beautiful. At the end of the program, he sings his version of the Mexican hat dance. That's Mike Rickberg. Vilmos fixes JackieCation.com. He is uh, the web designer over there. And Patrick Brady fixes the audio. And in this case, there's a video intro. Very exciting. Anyway, those are the websites. If you want to support the show, you're doing it already by listening to it or watching it. And Another way is to tell your friends and family, go on iTunes, do a review. Another way is to just give me money. Yeah. You could go use the donate button. You can make it even monthly if you're okay with making things monthly. You do a PayPal monthly. There's a monthly choice on PayPal. The PayPal is a button on the Jackie Cation or the Dork Forest website, and it goes directly to me. Thank you very much. I will use it wisely or foolishly. Your call as well. Now. My email address, Jackie at JackieCation.com, is where you can contact me if you have any questions or concerns and about the Dork Forest. And I do have a Venmo account. It's Jackie-Cation, oddly enough. Another way to support the show is on DorkForest.com and JackieCation.com. There's an Amazon link. And the Amazon link just takes you to Amazon. You order like normal, and it supports the show because you came from JackieCation or DorkForest.com. Very exciting. Other than that, oh, there are, there is a band camp. You can, if you have listened to all the episodes that are free and you need more content, there are several live episodes that are at thedorkforest.bandcamp.com. And those cost me a couple of bucks, so I charge a couple of bucks. There's also a storytelling album there that you can listen to some stories that I did live. And there are 17 free episodes before the Dork Forest was pre-recorded. So the audio isn't very good, but the guests were super funny and fun and dorky. So if you want to do that, go to thedorkforest.bandcamp.com. Other than that, let's see if there are other things that I should be talking about. Possibly uh, the merch. Yeah, if you want to buy merch. The only other thing I want to talk about is the merch. You can get Dork Forest t-shirts. Uh, and you can get stand-up comedy t-shirts. You can get my albums or my DVD over at JackieCation.com slash merch. There's pins. There's a challenge coin. There's a bunch of new things happening over there. Anyway, a lot of information. I think, I don't think I've missed anything, but who cares? Let's get into the show. Hi, I'm Jackie Cation, and I just woke up. Welcome to the Dork Forest, Rangers. I am here with one of my favorite people, Kristen Key. Welcome to the program. Honored to be on. So happy to be here. This is great. You look fresh as a daisy. Do I? Do I do sound slightly better? I just turned the AC off in I'm my garage. I'm not familiar with flowers, so sure. Yeah. Oh, but you are familiar 
possibly with cats or pictures of them. You know, I have none, but I keep this wall of cats in my background as a vision board. Someday, I, I, I my wife is terribly allergic to cats, and so I try to keep photos of cats nearby. <laughs> right, as a as a reminder of how much I have uh, my vision board, which I'm staring at uh, above this, is got a dog on it. So <gasps> see, yeah, and my husband yeah. has had dogs his entire life, and is like, I don't want another dog. Uh, I love oh. dogs. My mother in law has I'm- a dog. It's very beautiful dogs. So. I'm counting down to the day we get a dog. My wife said uh, she sh- uh, she's a TV producer and she's working on a show right now. And she said, as soon as they stop shooting, we're going to get a dog. And then they just extended by another six episodes. And so I said, uh, I, I might just bring home a dog one day because I am never working again. And so right. I think my I new think, job I is going to be. I think the rest be... of us are relatively retired. So uh, yeah. we're all just yeah. going to have to uh, make do with dogs and cats. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and then say to ourselves, we'll figure it out. Sure, I'm going to be the best dog owner in the whole wide world. I, yeah. I think I would be a good dog owner, uh, and I think you would too. And then I think I would be very responsible, and I would walk it, and I would pick up its poop, mm-hmm. and all these things. Mm-hmm. Um, Rangers, we're easily two minutes in, and all I've done is said hi to Kristen Key. So let's let's uh, <laughs> let's say more things. I think you should get a prize for welcome. You're the that's the best welcome a guest has ever had. I feel so welcome. That's so beautiful. And, that's a two-minute welcome. <laughs> that's a two-minute welcome, you guys. Uh, I'm Jackie Kaysen. She's Kristen Key. Her, she's at the Kristen Key on all the things. And Kristen is spelled K-R-I-S-T-I-N-K-E-Y, oddly enough. Stand-up comic. You can find her. You were a comic of the week, if I remember correctly, on uh, the Jackie and Laurie show. Hey, garbage truck is driving by. I don't know if you can hear it. Doesn't matter. Uh, have a drink of water, I say. Um... You have a couple of podcasts. You have uh, Mad Mondays, which I just did. and uh, Mad Mondays, Essentially, yep. you wrote a Mad Lib, and then I was to give you verbs and nouns, and then it was fun. Uh, Together, we created a hilarious story. It was wonderful. <laughs> and that's when I said, are you going to be on the Dork Forest about Mad Libs? And you said, yes. Yes, I am. And, uh, and since then, you have decided to have another podcast, which will probably be out by now, because now it's November, and we're recording this first day of October. Uh, this is very exciting, and it's because of your episode that I decided to do an extended <laughs> uh, podcast because of your Mad Mondays. Wow. That's... Um, that's incre- That's awesome. That's f- incredibly flattering. It's uh, it's going to be called fill in the blank, or it is called. Uh, let's pretend it exists already. It's like a. It does. It's like it a does exist. Board. Yes, we are. We're a couple. I mean, I, theoretically, we should be a couple episodes in by now. Okay, yeah. get in on the ground floor, you guys. It's called fill in the blank. What's the premise of it? Uh, fill in the blank. Okay, so I have uh, myself. Um, I take a topic that I'm interested in and I want to learn more about, and I take a comedian expert that is an expert on that topic, or it says that they're an expert on. Um, our week one guest is Jay Chris Newberg, and he takes me into the world of live music, and he tells me all that I need to know about live music over the course of, of course, we work a Mad Lib together. But as we work that Mad Lib, we kind of deep dive into his world of how he's lived the life of a live musician. And uh, then I talked to my best friend Kelly about our experiences with that topic. Um, and, and it all wraps up into a really fun podcast where I get to, I get to know, um, okay. my guests what a little bit better. Is, is this my best is friend, a dork forest and a game show that, uh, will probably be a TV show. Uh, that's what wow. I wish for you. Wow. That's what I wish for you, that well, it is a game show and awesome. 
Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I just, if, if it could just, uh, it right now it's just to keep me busy. And it, um, right, to during keep you this, busy and for, during this downtime. It's, and to have fun <laughs> and to have the good times. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I think that's all what comics can wish for each other, just to, to keep ourselves sane and uh, to keep the depression away oh during gosh. this time of pandemic. Yes. Yeah. And I think, and I, th- I was talking to somebody who uh, was on this program, Martha Bowles, did an episode about dueling pianos. And uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if you know this, a lot of solo time now, not a lot of dueling. And so... No, uh, it's impossible. Yeah. she and, 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 the, and the internet lag, it's almost impossible to just duel remotely. So, uh, yeah. though she did explain to me that dueling pianos is really duetting pianos uh, because yeah. it's there's, there's no shots are fired. And... Um, but I will say that we were talking about how, and this I think is true for everyone, right? Not just comics and, and pianists, is that we all ought to have to be able to walk out of our own homes at the end of this, or walk, you know, walk into into workplaces and 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 family events and these things, a whole person, an entire human being with our brains intact, and so to do that. You got to have a podcast called Fill in the Blank where you talk to Jay Chris <laughs> Newberg about what live music used to be like. Let's do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's do it. And I mean that the I spent 2 hours the other night with my brother online trying to find a way to jam uh, live because we, I play the guitar and the ukulele and my brother plays the guitar and we were just like let's f- figure out a way if we can just like sing together over the internet. We did not find a way to do that, but what we did, we spent a hilarious two hours frustrated together, which was, I mean, that is something you can do together on the internet, yeah. is be frustrated with a family member. And so, I mean... It is, I, it I, is. I still have, yeah. There's, uh, there's churches that are trying to pray together, and I don't know if you've ever tried to, the Lord's Prayer in, it's almost like doing rounds. <laughs> it's almost like, uh, it isn't, uh, it isn't cool. It isn't, uh, it's, hilariously terrible it's one of those things that's funny and then get this it's not funny for a long time and then it's funny again i'm a part of a secret society that uh uh, sings happy birthday to each other at the end does the serenity prayer and it is one of the funniest things in the world so when it's somebody's birthday we're like oh damn it me too because it's like the saddest thing to hear and then at the end when when you pray together it's like it's at the end i always just say almonds um because i think that's what i just got out of it uh almonds you know what it was interesting i was less embarrassed to tell people that i've been to church online than to tell them that i was a member of the secret society uh which and we're talking about the masons you guys that's the important. Of course, thing, of course, we're rebuilding America, and uh, one one brick at a time. One brick, one brick at a time. Here's my. I'm gonna turn this turn this down a little bit so I can lean. I'm so tired. I don't know why I was so tired. <laughs> I don't know why I just woke up. Uh, we're but we're gonna spend eight minutes discussing not Mad Libs because here's the thing, Kristen Key. That's your dorkdom. It is Mad Libs, and I want to talk about it. How do you make a Mad Libs? What do you do? Do you? I ha- know a fair. I know a fair bit about Mad Libs, and uh, and I can I can let's tell you start, much. Mo- let's start okay. at the beginning of what the who did it, why, how, what was the where did Mad Libs come? From? Okay, so Mad Libs because I was fascinated by it. I wanted to know the answer to this, so I did a little deep dive on it. The year is nineteen fifty three. Leonard Stern and Roger Price came up with a game by accident. Uh, Leonard Stern was a writer for The Honeymooners. And uh, while he was scripting The Honeymooners, he, uh, you know, was coming up with lines like, oh, what's a fancy way to say I want to suck my wife in the jaw? To the moon! You know, and so uh, he's stuck on a line uh, trying to describe 
Ralph Cramden's new boss's nose. And without prefacing what he's looking for, he says, hey, Raj, I need an adjective. And he says, I don't know, naked, clumsy. And they both burst out laughing because that is not a good descriptor for a nose. (laughs) They ditch the script and they go off and start writing stories with holes in them to make each other laugh. Thus is born this formula. This is the greatest story in show business. This is this I mean, makes me want to be in a writer's room, and I've never wanted to be in a writer's room. Uh, I mean, I, I I feel like this is. I mean, it's it's the time when two old white men sitting around with a good. It was a good time for two old white men sitting. They finally did something. This was something good, right? You know, they created something amazing, and uh, they really did. Well, and then like every good idea, it went nowhere. It went nowhere. <laughs> they took it to book publishers. And book publishers were like, no, this will be a terrible book. No one wants to read this because in 1950s America, you know, people don't want to sit down and read a book with the parts of speech missing. I mean, that is not a good book. Right. It was. But did they explain that it wasn't for reading? It was for play. I mean, you just don't explain that. Comedic writers back then didn't have the clout that comedic writers do today. You know, true. So back then they just couldn't sell their story. So they said, "Would well, take it, become published, publisher." So they self-published. It went nowhere. It they died. Self-published so it, back in nineteen. They self-published. Wow. Yeah, and I mean, it died. Well, it it actually didn't really have a title back then. Um, the title, the what they finally came up with was it took them five years to title it because they fought over it. What do we call? What do we call this hilarious fill in the blank game that we've created that we can't do anything with? And uh, I think the story of how they titled it was one of my favorite part of it. They were sitting at Sardi's one day, the, the infamous the, deli, the in, fancy yeah, yeah, yeah. deli of of New York, where all the actors eat, mm-hmm. and you get your character on the wall. And uh, there was an actor eating at a table nearby, fighting with his agent because the actor wanted to ad-lib his interview. And the agent screamed at him, you'd be mad to do it. (laughs) (laughs) What? So that's the anecdote of where the name Mad Libs come from? That's where the name came from. This is the greatest story in the world. Yes! Wake up, Jackie. This is amazing. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're not wrong. I can't sit still, but you're not wrong. Uh, That's okay. You don't have to sit still. This is a Mad Lib. Right. There's no wrong answers. This is a Mad Lib. This will go up on on, on YouTube and people can watch me fidget if they have that dream. But uh, (laughs) I will say that uh, So you'd be mad to ad lib. So they said, all right, it's like an ad lib because it's an ad lib kind of story. But it's mad. But it's mad because who heard of a naked nose? That's crazy. Right. Right? And the vernacular of the time, mad was like wacky, crazy, ill, or whatever. I don't know what kids say today. Right. <laughs> but it was it was the perfect, it was it was like Lady Fortune just landed right in the middle of their uh, eggs Benedict, which was <laughs> funny enough, exactly what they were eating. Right. Um, was it? And so why do you it know was. That? they were having eggs benedict? I did a deep dive. So what else did you I'm, learn? Did you learn what they were wearing? Why were the, why did I they did have eggs Benedict at Sardi's? I, it's I not don't know. famous I don't for eggs Benedict. I do not like eggs Benedict though. People are either eggs Benedict or they're not eggs Benedict. I don't care for it. I think it's too rich, but I do love a poached egg. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I don't know. I, you're wearing a, 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 is that an egg McMuffin shirt or just a muffin shirt? Kathleen Madigan asked me cryptically on Twitter what my favorite uh, crap food was from a fast food restaurant. And I said, the sausage and egg McMuffin 
from McDonald's, and I received this in the mail <gasps> in an effort possibly yes. to keep herself sane. And um, and also a gift yeah. card to McDonald's. I was like, no, no, you don't encourage this. Would you give someone a $50 gift card to Taco Bell? That's a hundred million. Yes, you million- would. And in fact, I would like to waive the $20 that you're paying me for this episode in lieu of that gift card to McDonald's. <laughs> oh. Send it my way. Okay. Well, Pass it forward. There you go. Pay it, yeah. pay it forward. Mm-hmm. Do you yep. was McDonald's yep. your your guilty food choice of uh, fast food choice? It's Taco Bell. It oh, oh, oh no, is. actually, oh, you want to talk about guilty? It's Chick Fil A, and that is a guilty, <laughs> guilty pleasure. That's got political ramifications. I mean, uh, it is guilty as in like I am I'm eating away other gay people's freedom. <laughs> with everybody, I, I mean, never eaten there, and I am. That's how my wife is. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't I don't enjoy a fried chicken sandwich though I love chicken. So I grew up in uh, uh, a hateful little Texas town that had uh, a Chick Fil A yeah. installed when I was in the eighth grade, and when it came to our mall, they gave out free samples, and there wasn't hate in the chicken back then, or I didn't know of it, right. and so they Keep hooked us hate. with these free samples. Keep it to yourself. Yeah. Keep your weird. And, just let me buy my crummy. Yeah. Good. Yeah, and you'd walk in the mall, and they'd be like, "Here's some chicken on a stick." You'd be like, "Oh, that's good chicken on a stick." And they hooked us with this chicken on a stick. And then now, as an adult, there is literally one eight blocks from my house. And when I'm, you know, in here, you know, plugging away at all my little shows that I do all day long, and I'm busy, 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 and like my wife's away scouting all day, and I'm alone at my own devices, and it's a choice between not eating or like going to Chick Fil A. You know, sometimes. <laughs> I make the wrong choice, and there's Chick-fil-A in our trash at the end of the night. And Would you like to know I've eaten away. Uh, Kathleen Vatican's yeah. gu- guilty choice? Because it's gross. I would love to know it's it. Gross. I, would, I would very much like to know it's this. It's Arby's. Ooh. Ooh. Right? See that I face? I can't judge. I can't judge. No. I just ate a gay person's freedom. <laughs> right. Uh, Andy Ashcraft, my fella, Taco Bell. And uh, I'm like... Respect for that. I respect that. I, I uh, McDonald's is... I mean, and the thing is, is politically... There's no way McDonald's has not the devil, right? There's no way they're not donating right, a, sh- right. a shit ton of money uh, to keep to be horrible. Uh, so um, it's all terrible, yeah. But it's all it's all the brick of salt that I wish to eat. So uh, yeah, yeah. Matter of fact, yesterday went through the drive-through in Lindsay, California, Central Valley, Devin Nunez country. All all the signs of the world about this dirtbag, and then. Um, but got myself a large iced coffee, which you got to tell them three times, no liquid sugar. Otherwise, it's just automatic liquid sugar. And that's, oh, what, they, pump it in. And that's what they call it. They call it liquid sugar. And then I was like, I need no creamers, no liquid sugar. If I'm getting coffee from McDonald's, it's just going to be coffee. And so, um, again, I'm going to let us go back to Mad Libs. Okay, okay. Do, back to Mad what Libs. Else so- did, what, other, what, other, what else did you learn? In the deep dive. So I, f- so how they got popular was the Steve Allen show at the time. So now, um, I believe was it Leonard or Roger that was working for uh, one of them got a job. Oh man, I think it was I think it was Leonard, uh, Leonard Stern got a job working for the Steve Allen show as the head writer. And since their their publishing deal wasn't going anywhere, he said, "What if we start introducing the guests Mad Lib style?" Where we let the audience uh, fill in the blank for the adjective. 
And so Bob Hope suddenly became the scintillating Bob Hope. And then uh, uh, one thing led to another, and now the book sold 14,000 copies. And then Mad Libs is off to the races. And now millions and millions of copies have been sold. There's been, you know, Mad Libs at the Beach. There's been Family Guy Mad Libs, Star Wars Mad Libs. There's porny Mad Libs. There's there's dirty. We used to play Mad Libs when I was a kid. My stepmother uh, initially put so much effort into raising us, and then eventually it turned to Mad Libs. She was just like, why don't you do some work on this? Remember what an adjective is? And we're like, no. And she's like, well, then let us remind you. And uh, (laughs) so do you have a Mad Libs hand? I'm sure you have it handy in your brain. I would like to come up with... A stack of them. Yeah. yeah, I would like to know, is there something that's in every Mad Libs? Is there, uh, does there have to be a a proper noun? Does there have to be an adjective, an adverb? And... um... No. Okay. I mean... Ideally, I mean, there's there's going to be, there's going to be, or, or what are I don't all think of you... them? I mean, the thing is, is are are there sometimes are there more? I should probably just let you run with this. What would because so far your stories have literally blown me away. I've been like Steve Allen, the audience scintillating Bob Hope. Yes, please. And well, the more I've written them, the more I've found that there are funnier formulas for Mad Libs than other because the formula to Mad Lib is funny in itself. Okay. You write a story and you just leave out the parts of speech. So if I just write a sentence and leave out the part like uh, a couple parts of speech like like a noun and a verb, you know, uh the brown dog jumped over the fence. So okay. the blank dog jumped over the blank. Ah. If you feel that in not knowing what's going into the story, um with an adjective and a noun. So could you do the blank the na- blank blank the blank dog jumped over the blank. Right, but what if you got rid of uh, jumped and dog, too? What if it was all just... <laughs> it's too much. I've tried that. Okay. Because then, not knowing what the person's going to say, I can't try to... Th- I can't try to micromanage my my Mad Lib participant. <laughs> okay. My best job is to leave them enough clues to where whatever they say will be a punchline. Okay. Because my job is to think in terms of it's a trust fall of punchlines. Yes. Oh, I love that. I'm leaving enough clues to where, and sometimes, and knowing that sometimes this will not work out. Like like in a stand-up set, when you know if one joke gets not laugh, yeah. <laughs> you go on to the next one and hope that it's a big one. Yeah. You don't go, shit, let, my act is ruined. Or let, let, let's keep... Let's keep working on this one. No, next show, next show. Next one. Yeah. It's the next one. It's the next line. Because sometimes we'll go three lines in and the person just happened to give me the perfect <laughs> lines for those stories. Right. You know, I'm sitting in the bath with a glass of wine, you know, yes. painting my toes. It's like, well, shit, I wanted them to be sitting in a bath with a glass of blood. Right. You know, painting their spleen. <laughs> but, you know, I don't get to choose. <laughs> right. Um, but somewhere in that Mad Lab, they're gonna, they're gonna say something that surprises me. And that's where the punchline comes from. Okay. And that's where these guys came up with the formula. It's like, it's when you leave out, it's leaving out the right words, okay. you know, plucking the right adjective. I, I find that I don't use a lot of adverbs in mine, okay. but every once in a while I do. I don't know. It depends on whose story it is and what we're talking about. 
um, Debbie Gutierrez. Yep. Because uh, right now I'm I'm writing my Mad Libs for each specific guest. So I, I try to take, you are know. There, are like, there okay, Mad so, Mondays going back that people can just listen to? Like, yeah. Yeah. These go back to basically end of March. Okay. When quarantine started. This was one of the first things that I started doing to keep me happy. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and and they, if I remember correctly, when we did it, it was a half an hour. So they're just half hours. Yeah, and I cut it down to six minutes. It's six minutes. Oh, God. So people can listen to the all podcast. of them. Yeah. Yeah. You could binge this whole thing in, in, in a in day. In a day, yeah. And that's why the podcast has, uh, I, I started the podcast, because I noticed that the reason that I cut it down was when you do a Mad Lib with somebody, there's so much time that goes into thinking and so much time that's like, uh. Right. Um, I had to cut all that out. Okay. You know, that's, that's, this is stuff that nobody wants to listen to. People want to hear. Um, the answers. And you have, you, you have <clears throat> to keep in the beginning for the Mad Lib <clears throat> to be funny. You have to hear, you know, what, what was the adjective okay. for the punchline to be funny later. Right. For it to be inserted into the story. So there's two parts to the Mad Lib for it to make it funny. Um, so wait, explain that again. I'm so sorry. So in a Mad Lib, I have to, the, there's, the setup basically is me asking you for the parts of speech that are missing from a story. I'm going to show you, uh, this is J. Chris Newberg's. Okay. I'm just going to hold it up on the screen. And so J. Chris here you have Newberg's the story. greatest hits. Yeah. And so all the parts of speech that are missing, the first part of the story is I have to go and I just ask him. For each of those parts of speech, With, in that order, without telling him, uh, you just told him the title, and then you didn't. You don't read it aloud. I don't to tell him. him the title. You don't. Even- yeah, I don't tell him the title at all. No. Okay. I just ask him for the parts of speech, and we'll we'll have a nice conversation. I'm going to learn a lot about him, and I'm going to ask him for these parts of speech, kind of out of the blue, just like Leonard and Roger. He asked him for an adjective. Right. He didn't know he needed an adjective for a nose. Right. Right? Right. And so, like, this first one is this. Jace Chris Newberg has produced some of the adjective ending in EST sounds of all time. Okay. You know? So this is, because this is J. Chris's Newberg's greatest hits. The story is supposed to be like um, like a Time Life classic. You know, you've heard the smoothest sounds of the 70s. Okay. It's supposed to be a story that's going to read like that. Right. That's how it was, it was written to be kind of a sound alike to that. But, but if J. he had Chris said Newberg. angriest. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. So that's or if, yeah. yeah. So or if he says the biggest, or if he says the smelliest, or if he says the shittiest. Right. You know. Right. These are the crummiest days of our lives, or whatever. Right. Right. Okay. Right. So we're off to a good start. So so then so the first part is when people hear the word and they start your brain starts wondering where will this fit into the story? What is the story? What is this? And so then you get the payoff when you hear the story later. Yeah. So why Mad Mondays had to be so short was because there can't be that long between the setup and the payoff. Right. So I had to shorten it for oh, Mad right, Mondays. The right. reason I want the podcast to be so long is because I get to know the guests so well over this period of time right. that I want to extend the interview. So I want both. I want my cake and I want to eat it too. <laughs> right. Because what you could do is uh, he could tell a story about the things that he loves and then also, you know, so in in the... Are you asking for the word and then asking for a story about about a, a, a great live show that he saw or what makes a great? Basically, yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. That's uh, so it's kind of like on Hot Ones, the the chicken wing eating show. How while oh. they're eating the chicken wings, they're because your brain is engaged with one thing while you're being asked another. You get, I think, you get more honest answers, or at least you're 
Your brain's not constantly thinking of one thing. Right. Yeah. Right, right. Uh, You're distracted. I am offended I've never been asked to be on Hot Ones. Uh, I would love to see you on Hot Ones. How are you with spicy foods? Uh, I'm okay. Uh, Here's my theory on spicy foods, is that I want that spice to just add to the flavor. I just, I don't need it to be... I don't need it to set my tongue on fire. So, but I love chicken. And so what I would like it to do is for it to enhance the flavor of the chicken. Maybe they have really good hot, uh, hot sauce, or is it just, this is the hottest thing in the world. I'm going to essentially put peyote on top of this chicken wing. I want to watch you find out. I I would really enjoy. I too would would like to find out. I'm available. It turns out. I don't think that I would make it past three before I would have diarrhea and have to go home. Well, maybe I could do it on the toilet. I think they should offer that. I know they offer vegan options, so perhaps they could offer something for the weak stomachs. Oh, interesting. Uh, it's interesting that they offer vegan options. They're like, they must have wanted someone to be on. And they're like, oh, I'd love it, but I'm vegan. And you're like... They have a few people that have done the we- vegan wings, and they also have, I know they have oat milk, because I worried about I was like, what if... Because I, I, you always picture yourself in that seat. And so I'm like, what if... Because I would have to have milk, but I'm also lactose intolerant. And so while my stomach is being destroyed, I'd like to not also have a lactose intolerant moment. But they were like, you know, I saw someone using oat milk. I'm like, okay, so I could... I could still <laughs> die differently. Right. I could still be on your weird popular show, uh, which is the classic, you know, I want to be on all the weird popular shows, even though I wouldn't have thought of that show as like, cause no, right. Like, I, I don't know how I would, I don't drink. So how would I be on drunk history? But why don't oh. you figure something else out? Why don't you? I wanted to do that back when I drank. Yeah. I mean, but my wife had a good point. She's like, I think you would have been the one that, like, you wouldn't want to watch when it's over. I'm like, like I'm oh, like, I'll tell you a story about this Bible thing. And then I throw things. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there has to be another way to emotionally uh, uh, conflict me. And then I have to t- <laughs> think about uh, the greatest stories of history or whatever. It's like, tell us about the Library of Alexandria. And, and also... Draw this puppy. Uh, ah. <laughs> so, or what? I mean, that's what Mad Libs is, though, is that you're doing one thing and not knowing to... Su- now I'm trying to bring it back to it. This is a terrible segue. Let's just get back into it, because here's my. Here's what I would like you to do. Define okay. a noun. Like, I want us to... Def- just for just as, as a nice refresher course for the people listening, okay. let us define the words that are you are often asked. Okay. A noun is a person, place, or thing. A noun trips people up the most because it's literally anything, and there are a lot of them in a typical Mad Lib. Because on the spot, a noun can be anything, and and people typically look around the room. A noun is a door. It is a table. It is a person. (laughs) It is a celebrity. It is a cat. It is a dog. It is the ceiling. It is the floor. A noun is everything. Right. Too too big. Too big. Yeah, too many choices. It's too big, so it's hard for people to choose. Right. Um, A plural noun is multiple nouns. Right. That's like, yeah, I, that's that now you're talking books, about shirts, um, buildings, waitresses, yeah. buildings, right. Uh, astronauts, amoebas. Yeah. Yes. And then the better, the more creative the answer, the better the Mad Lib's going to read. 
Right. The weirder you can go. It's sort of like um, I was at an improv um, show once and they asked for suggestions. And the problem sometimes with improv uh, shows is that they yell the same things all the time. So uh, I would imagine that is the same problem in Mad Libs. So, so try, to, uh, tr- try to think of your person, place, or thing, proper noun or, or regular noun, and try to make it interesting. That's what you would recommend. Or weird. Right. My, I do a family Mad Lib with my, my parents and my brother uh, every week and on Sundays because we do a family Zoom. And I notice that it helps uh, my family, A, want to be there, and it keeps <laughs> us all happy. So... <laughs> Um, and now they come, like I did it for the, like the beginning of pandemic. And then one week I didn't have one written specifically for that week. And they said, we got a Mad Lib this week. And so I just grabbed one from my, that I was going to do with my next week's guest. And I just used it as a fill in, but I realized it is now being expected each week that family, (laughs) family Mad Lib time. Right. Um, but my mom started, (laughs) we didn't realize at first, but she started like looking up a list of adjectives on the internet because her adjectives (laughs) suddenly got better. I was like, oh, because I go and order the screen. I'm like, okay, mom, I need adjective. And she was like, medicated. I was like, oh, that's such a good adjective. Medicaid is a great one and it read so well in the story and everybody was like where did it come from she was like I have a list (laughs) (laughs) mom's winning at Mad Libs and it's you know it's not like a win or lose thing but and yet uh, but it's completely appreciated that sort of that sort of work that is amazing so define an adjective an adjective describes a noun okay so medicated so medicated would describe a person or a cat Right? Or, or a, a situation? Or a situation. Okay. Yes. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how about an adverb? An adverb describes a verb. I always so put an, an verb L-Y is an action on word. things. A verb is an action usually word. Usually ending in L-Y, yes. And that's how that's the best way to remember uh, an adverb. It usually ends in L-Y. Um, and off the top of my head, because uh, uh, I'm on the spot, I can't think of an adverb that doesn't end in L-Y. Okay. And a verb... Uh, de- uh, define a verb again. I'm it's sorry. Action word. Action it word. is an action word. That's right. So, um, and then there are verbs that end in, uh, um, s- ing. Sample me some verbs. Uh, hump, uh, run. Okay. Um, swim. Okay. Skip. Bake. Uh, so the bang. ing is an action verb and, and, um, running. Yeah. But I always just put for the sake of my guests and so we don't have to go into it because it, I just say a verb ending in ing. Yes. Yeah. Or like and I always say a verb ending in s. Yeah. And then past tense verb would be verb ending in ed. Right. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Um, climbed. But yeah, that would be an action action verb. Yeah. Climbed or would be ing. Yeah. Hi, I'm over here thinking. It's a real clock eater, Rangers. You get it. Okay, so uh, noun, adjective, verb, adverb. What's what am I missing? What are the other kinds of things people Those ask are for? The, okay, so the good. The, here's then you have some fillers that I enjoy that that make for really fun Mad Lib banter. Family members, I enjoy those a lot. Um, well, magazine titles. Wait, like family TV members, titles. just like brother, sister, cousin. Or uncle? what's fun with that, but it leaves it open to my Uncle Bertha, or my, I'm sorry, my, my Uncle sure, Ben, sure, or, sure. you know, Aunt Baru. Oh, um, so people a, can a magazine name title. So they can, okay. Yeah, yeah. When you leave them kind of vague like that, yeah. the story, it's anything that can change the story 
on its like like turn it on a dime. Yeah. You know, I want to like a, like a website. I put those in some time. You know, I can get a lot of useful information about this subject at oh, website. Right. Like website. And that way, magazine. Yeah, because websites so broad. Yes. You know? Yeah, magazines. It could be. It could be. You know, uh, Trout Farm Monthly or whatever. And sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to say one. Okay. Yeah. Um, Trout Farm Monthly would be would be tremendous in any Mad Lib. Um, body part is is a is a. I remember that one. That's always a good one. Um, but also on that one, I always find that people tend to say the same ones. Mm-hmm. They get a lot of elbows. Mm. Um, that's because the, not enough. The, they're pointy. Yeah. The elbow is body parts of people. You could say internal organs too, right? Obviously. Cause it's part yeah. of the body. You could go <clears> in, <throat> you go out. I'm always like, I'm always excited when I hear butt cheeks or uh, like, like, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm juvenile. So balls, butt cheeks, like anything that, that with a, uh, do, uh, they make me boobs, laugh. All your, all your parts, oh, all yeah, the privates. All the bees, yeah. All the privates. Yeah, all the privates make me laugh. Sure, they really sure. do. Or yeah. spleen would yeah. be nice. A nice, uh, Spleens Lower are nice. intestinal tract. That sort of detail oh, yeah. would be lovely. Sure. Left kidney. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, left Just give kidney. me give me a kidney sometimes. You know. <laughs> yeah. And then I I like to leave in uh uh, this has been a reoccurring. It helps like uh either an exclamation, a phrase, or a quote somewhere in there. Um, and it's usually near the end to wrap it up. And it uh. It kind of oh I, I leave a lot I leave a lot banking on that to deliver so if it doesn't that's kind of <laughs> the end <laughs> so what is uh, like a quote are you saying so give me a quote and and then someone might say give me liberty or give me death is that so my brothers okay yeah my brothers I I had him on the show and he's he's been on before and he was one of the the highest rated episodes and and he's not a comedian or anybody I mean he is he's my brother he's very very important to me but I think the reason his did so well is because we had such a chemistry Mm -hmm. and so I talked about being preacher's kids because we're both preacher's kids and um I in the, the part in the story that we were at was um I'd ask him for a movie quote and I said that we can't sit next to each other in church because we make each other laugh I said one time during a family funeral he leaned over to me and whispered, and that was the part that the movie quote was. Well, the movie quote he chose was from Ace Ventura 2, excuse me, your balls are showing. <laughs> <laughs> and I had trouble reading it because it made me laugh so hard. Yes. So if somebody, but if, uh, yeah, so the better you know the, the know the people with your Mad Libs, of course, it is the funnier. And then I love Yeah, it's going like, to make me laugh more. I love, yeah. is it easier to write them for people you know better, or is it harder? Um, I think with the new podcast, at least you're given a topic. That Well, here's the thing. With the new podcast, I'm sending the, the guests, uh, I ask them, uh, name three things that you would consider yourself an expert on. And that way I get to choose between three things. Okay. Uh, to make the podcast topic on. Okay. Um, to say, you know, what do I want to know more about? What do I want to go deeper on? And basically, what do I want to write their Mad Lib about? <laughs> um, or fill in the blank story. Because I don't know if we're going to deal with copyright infringement. So we're going to start calling them fill in the blank stories. Oh, fair enough. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? Um, but I, I've, I've found that it's easier with someone I don't know. Um, cause like my wife has been on twice now and <laughs> I always want to do something that's personal, you know? Right. And then I'm like, what's too personal, <laughs> you know? 
Yes. But with a guest, you're just like, okay, it's superficial. It's like, what's something that's kind of about them? You know, it's, it's fairly simple to kind of boil down a comedian into like, you know, um, not a category, but for a Mad Lib, you know, you could do one on me in like one of five things, you know, and that there's your Mad Lib. Right. You know? Right. So but what when was it's mine? like someone that you care about, I can't remember. Yours was on books and reading oh, that's because right. you're an avid reader. It's one of the, you know, million easy. facets about you. I, I listened to, I think, two of your albums the day before we did ours just to see, you know, to get to know you a little bit better. Right. And one of the things that you talked about a few times through your albums was how much you love to read. Right. And so I just picked that out. And uh, I did yours was a book review. It was a book review. That's right. I remember. Uh, it was super fun. Um, yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah, there's always those individual ones, family members, magazines, websites, body part. Um, what? Are they still making them? I believe they are because I got um, I got one gifted to me uh, just, I mean, probably a year ago. Mm-hmm. Um that I'm, I'm, I've still got, you know, kind of put to the side. I take them with me on vacations and stuff. So they're still published through Penguin Round, Random House because uh, uh, Stern Price and I'm not sure what uh, it was. Stern Price and something that, that they originally published with. Um, they both died anyway. They'd sold to Penguin Penguin Random House um, is who publishes them now. And they still, they Did still they, do you think they sold the publish. rights? Because I mean, I think that that, that's a cash cow. Pretty sure they did. Pretty wow. sure they did. Wow. That's yeah. a, that's a classic stand up comic. The people aren't going to like these forever. It turns out they're uh, going to be liked forever. So it's a formula. It's just such a great formula. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it's hard. Um, is it, <clears throat> what are the ones that you have that are sitting next to you that are themed? That do you, cause um, I've got a stack of them. I mean, they're like, um, Kira Sultanovich's guide to homeschooling. <laughs> Ngayo's Belum discovers a new strain of cannabis. Ah, um, uh, comedy tips from Barbara holiday. Okay. That one never aired. Uh huh. Um, that one's hard. My family's, my family's family vacation, a letter from Kristen and Molly. The one I did with my wife. Okay. Um, my brother's, uh, uh, an insider's guide to preacher's kids. Tips for proposing marriage from Michael Somerville. Um, another one from my family, Mad Libs. The secret life of our granddad, Port. <laughs> um, right. I was there, but I remember going, like, Nancy, my stepmother, would uh, occasionally buy a new one. And... Um, she was a big fan, by the way, of never filling in the actual... We couldn't use the Yahtzee paper, and we couldn't write on the Mad Libs, oh. just in case we wanted to play them again. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, we took a... We, we would take boat trips. Um, I've got... We... So... We would take this, back when I used to drink, I would go on this this sailboat trip with a bunch of friends of ours over Labor Day on this 40-foot... Uh, uh, sailboat that used to be spencer tracy's and audrey hepburn's on, ship on what that body is, of water uh it's off the coast of california so the pacific ocean and we would sail to catalina what i just did it a door forest with lisa curry about boats and she learned how to sail she grew up okay i'm going to digress but i need to hear about this boat um okay she she grew up uh in indiana on a small freshwater lake and her parents uh owned the marina 
And so she grew up draw, uh, driving motorboats and and loves boats like that. She moved to Los Angeles. She wanted to learn how to sail. She There's something called Meet Chat or Meet Up or something. And um, she joined essentially a sailing group, a women's sailing group. And um, to learn how to sail, she just crewed for people for a year. And it took her a year and a half. She was so interested in the boats to realize that it wow. was an entirely group of women who were lesbians and um of course and of course well not and she didn't think it was, she was just at a party with them about a year and a half in and one of the women sat on her lap and started <laughs> trying to make out with her which uh, that feels slightly harassing you might want to ask uh but uh, i mean if a dog did it you'd think it was sweet <laughs> yes and <laughs> unless you hate unless you weren't into dogs then you'd be like uh, right unless you're a cat person i guess anyway yeah. 40 foot spencer tracy boat yes so and i'll tie back into mad libs i swear okay so yeah, so um, we 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 go on these this boat trip every year. I stopped going a few years ago. It's a little boozy for me um, now, but um, uh, and the, the history of the boat's pretty great too. Uh, Spencer Tracy owned it with Audrey Hepburn. Um, and Audrey Hepburn, I think not Catherine Hepburn, who he had an affair with for Catherine thirty Hepburn. years. Okay, right, right. Yeah. One of the Hepburns. Yeah, that's the part of the story I'm fuzzy on. Not his anyway, wife. That's the sad part. <laughs> So, right. Catholics. It got sold. Someone's lawyer ended up with it. There was a very, very messy divorce. Um, my friend Captain Mike's family ended up with the boat because during a divorce, someone did not want their spouse to have it. So they sold it to my friend Captain Mike's family. His father ended up getting the boat dirt cheap because of a spite divorce. Ah, spite. And so it's been in Captain... And so Captain Mike's family ended up learning about boats, learning to sail. And um, uh, some friends of mine... Uh, Figuring uh, out how to Purdue. dock it, figuring out how to pay for those docking fees, all of that. Right, and now it's it's it became their family business oh, because okay. they ended up with this this sailboat, this beautiful beautiful that, sailboat. That, that and you now charter? It in, is that what it is? Now, yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, and it now sits in the San Pedro Harbor. Um, it's gorgeous. And uh, uh, twenty some odd years ago, uh, these Purdue frat boys, which are friends of mine, started doing this Labor Day trip every year called, you know, the Catalina booze cruise or whatever. Um, I'm not sure what they called it, but that's right. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> that was just if effectively I'm, I mean, what it mad was. At me. I think that we ended up calling it the Catalina wine mixer. Some years, some years it was the Catalina <laughs> strikes back, uh, Catalina all stars, whatever. I, mad libs became a big part of this trip because my friend Anne brought him one year to do on the deck while we were day drinking. And I, be, it became something I, I, that's I how you up, fell in keep, love. With it. I ended up the keep well, it, it brought it back from childhood for me, but yes, it was the it re resurgence of my love of Mad Libs because then I would, you know, at the end of the trip I hung on to them and would bring them back every year. And so I would reread the reading of last year's Mad Libs, which made me laugh <laughs> just as hard as they did last year, and we would redo some. And so when you said, you know, do you fill them out in the in the word slots, it was kind of an argument of should we or shouldn't we? And I don't care. And so I would. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And then it's so that I could reread the story from last year. And um, you're like, and, buy and, two copies. And, it's fancy Mad Libs time. Feel well, free. And now it's like to get more. We, I mean, yeah. we're grownups. I have so many Mad Libs and I still have the original Mad Libs that we did, you know, 10 years ago. Do you ever when date we them and, really, and, and write down who played them? We know who played them basically by how dirty they are and whose body part <laughs> got mentioned. 
um, because they're so juvenile and they're so dirty. And I really enjoyed that about them so much. Um, but yeah, yeah. That is awesome. Yeah. Um, first of all, I'm, after we, uh, finish talking about this, I'm going to need, uh, to know, uh, about that sailboat charter. Cause I love sailboats. Uh, oh, okay. And, yeah. I'll, I'll hook you up with Captain Mike. There we go. And, um, and then other than that, so it, do you know other people who do, uh, who are the greatest authors going now of Mad Libs? Do you know who's writing them? Do you know now who's creating them? I don't, that's something I could not, I could not get, because Molly and I looked into this uh, talking about putting together a show, and we were trying to pin down anybody that had anything to do with the Mad Lib company, the Mad Lib. Who, right, you got to find the IP if you're going to make a show. And, uh, right, if we wanted to even partner with them yeah. to, to yeah. yeah, put something together. And so we're, we're, we haven't found uh, but remember who, that Pictionary, the brains behind Mad Lib right now. Yeah, the, the yeah. Pictionary... Um, game show they just called it draw something it was the bert and bert mm-hmm. production and uh bert convey and bert reynolds bert somebody uh so uh yeah bert reynolds that sounds familiar yeah <laughs> it could have been bert reynolds i forget who the other bert was in the bert and bert production but i will say this is that um i i think it'd be a really fun sort of interview kind of reality kind of show where you could bookend it, you know, you'd be like, these are, the, I'm just going to essentially like what you're doing with this podcast. I think that, that this podcast has a great potential to also be a great TV show. So what, um, who makes, so we've decided that, that coming up with weird adjectives and, and the weird nouns and sort of stretching when 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 you when when someone has asked you to give them an adjective, uh, tr- try to stretch it. You know, try to really think uh, of a of a yeah, weird. Descriptor. The more creative, the better. Yeah, and it's like creative, not necessarily obscure. And I think there's a difference between because like really really obscure sometimes don't play, but creative definitely does. Oh really? Yeah. So obscure. Yeah. Obs- um, how, how how would one know that like? How do you tell the difference? Because obscure does feel a little creative. It is. It, it well, like, like if it's if if someone uses words that aren't commonly used, right? That would be a difficult read. Okay. Because the audience won't under. So if it's it's if so it's keeping with like a, a vernacular that's going to flow well. Right. So so the word can be creative, and even even from time to time, sprinkle in um, a more unused word that's fine. But if the entire thing is over over our heads, right. It yes, very very smart. But the Madlib will will fall flat. The Madlib will fall flat. It's um you've to I would say. I would posit, that's right, a fancy word right there, posit. I would posit that uh, somewhere between the juvenility of poop and boob talk and uh, the eclectic, I'm going to pick a word from Shakespeare and the sonnets, you fuckers. Mm -hmm. It's not even going to be one of the, uh, one of the, yeah, not going to be one of those hits. It's comedy. It's, it's what it's, it's, it really is. It's comedy writing at its bare bones. It's somewhere between, um, poop and pee and booby humor, which is still funny and, um, highbrow, well-written, what makes a good sentence? What, what, you know, 
the words that are funny, what makes a funny word. So if, if, and like, I've had some great comedic guests on that, that find that like Deborah DiGiovanni found a, like, she's just a great comedian. Right. It's like people that, you know, when you go, you watch their stand up act and you go, man, they could read me the phone book. Yeah. Those are the people that give me a great Mad Lib. Yeah. Because they will find a funny word. And they'll plug it in, and it's gonna it's gonna hit the sentence. Yeah. You know, if I if I ask three nouns in a row, they're gonna be a funny noun, a funny noun, and they're gonna give me the punchline noun. Like somehow they're they're gonna they're gonna pull it off in the end. You know. Oh, that is so great. Um, I think that I that is that that's so true. I'm I literally you talking. I was like, what other comics would be great? I bet you. Um, cause I've had several people on the dork for us talk about, I just did one yesterday with uh, Bill Dwyer about crossword. I puzzles. love Bill. Yeah. Bill Dwyer loves a crossword puzzle, loves a Sudoku. And, um, and so he might be really good. On. Yeah. You should have him yeah, on. Yeah. He'd be great. I'm going to put him on the list. Put him yeah. on the list. And I'm sure, and, and once the list begins, uh, it's always, it always becomes longer than your arm because. Um, That's good. That's good. Yeah. And it's, um, and sometimes it's just fun to get fans who, who get where that sweet spot is, you know? Um, I've had several fans out of the dork for us that are some of the greatest episodes too. So um, the, it's such a fun idea to, to try to hit that sweet spot between those, because, and 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 the fact that it has that comedy writing beginning. So those guys, did they both write for, um, the honeymooners? Or I'm just... trying to think. So um, I'm not sure Roger Price is writing. I know he was a writer as well, but I don't know his writing background. Um, except for that, he was walking by when Leonard Stern was scripting a honeymooners script and looking for an adjective. So I'm assuming I'm assuming that they were they were writing near each other right so they must have been on the same was he the one that came up with droodles which was also a game show was it uh what is droodles is it a droodles was this it it was like um yeah it was like okay roger price was he was an american humorist (laughs) he created droodles Yeah. yeah okay and droodles yeah it was a it was a it was a cartoon feature um where basically there was a drawing and you Great, and now there's a uh, an air compressor going off outside my house. Anyway, and so it's like uh, someone would draw a picture, and and then people would caption it, and it was so so funny. Oh right, right, that is um, still a gig yeah. that is out there. Like, do you like yeah. other games? Do you like other games like that? Or is, I like games. Oh, you just like games yeah. in general. I do like games. Yeah, um, yeah. My wife and I play lots and lots of games. Are they mostly word based? Or we play some word play word games. We play uh, a lot of dice games, but we we craps. You and your we, wife like to play craps. <laughs> Farkle. We play oh, Fark. Is Farkle craps? No. <laughs> so. No. No, it's not. But I do. I I used to play craps. Um, I lived two separate lives: one pre sobriety, one post sobriety. Sure. And so pre sobriety, I made a lot of weird decisions. But I would find myself often at a craps table, blind, stinking drunk, doing very well. So I thought. Um, and then you would wake up without $300. Weird. Sometimes with. Oh, sometimes, sometimes with loads of money that I would never make it home with. It's- but yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, um, yeah, so, but like there's, because uh, Bill was talking about crossword puzzles, Sudoku, and then we were talking about that page 
uh, on the green pages or in the uh, in in the newspaper, there'd always be a page of puzzles and a and a, oh, yeah. and a, a page of of games. Did you ever play any of those? Sort of the there was the word bubble game. When I was on the road a lot, I would do the crossword, and uh, I remember I used to work with a comedian named Alicia Wood, and the two of us would would do crosswords together. We used, we were we did a lot of in my early twenties, did a lot of road gigs, um, but we would do the, the puzzle section together. Um, nice, it's... and we would kind of heckle each other with crossword clues if we were if it was a really bad gig. <laughs> oh, just sort of <laughs> yell out. <laughs> The well, crossword yeah, I clues? Mean, if, That's hilarious. Yeah. That's uh, during each other's set. Yeah. <laughs> and the answer um, is emu. Um, <laughs> so uh, well, now it's like in, when I was in quarantine on the military base in early March uh, after I had a cruise ship quarantine that led to a military base quarantine. What? Oh, okay. So this. So yeah. Let, this, let, let's. Ra- By the, the way, I am talking to Kristen Key. We are in probably hi. the last. We only have like ten more minutes. So I just thought I would get uh, sort of. Uh, we seem to have filled in all the blanks on the Mad Libs thing. <gasps> Look so, what you did there. Uh, see what I did ding, there. Ding, ding, ding. The Kristen Key K R I S T I N K E Y. Very funny. Find the albums. Find the comedy. Um, and so you were doing stand up on a cruise ship. I was. I was on the Grand Princess, uh, the ship that made uh, the ship of news, um, the one that made all the the headlines um, uh, for kind of starting this this phase of our our pandemic. Um, we were off the coast of San Francisco, and we we oh. ended up with with the Corona, and so um, I was quarantined on the ship, and then uh, my quarantine got got moved to a military base outside of San Francisco. I don't re- I remember cruise ships being quarantined. I don't remember that one. Is was that sort yeah, of the I, first big one that was uh a was. lot of people had it? Mhm. Well, it was the it was the one that uh we were we were a news cycle for four or five days. Wow. We were the news cycle. Um and and it was the one where the president came on the news and said if it were up to me I'd leave him out there. Um, always, always. So my numbers don't go up. Ne- never misses a chance to be a shitbag. Anyway, so right. what? Uh, I bring this up because someone sent me a Rubik's cube while I was in quarantine, Ooh. and so that became the puzzle that I kind of got into. Um, and and so I, I I learned to solve the Rubik's cube, and then someone sent me a mirrored Rubik's cube recently, and so wow. that became a, a, a migraine in itself, but solved that, and then, so that, that's that been a fun little, little... I need to know this, though, uh, and these are personal questions you may uh, feel free not to answer, though you've told us about your sobriety. What, did you have the corona? The COVID-19? No, never, well, I don't think so. I was tested on the military base, but I was never, my, they never gave me my test back. Oh, they would have if you had it. Probably. They, they I don't would have know. mentioned we were told it. that we we were told we would be getting our test results back, but then we were tested and then we were all just released. It was very very poorly managed. Interesting. I'm, I'm still a little upset by that. Yeah. yeah. So, uh you were on you were on the ship uh until the beginning of March. You had to stay on the ship mm-hmm. extra ex, an extra week or so. Mhm. And yeah. then they moved you to some military base in the middle of California for how long? Yes. Uh 14 days. Another 14 days. And uh yes. did you what would imagine quarantine means you had your own little uh, cinder block room. Room. I had a little room. It was like a Radisson. So I was very, oh. very, I mean, it was like being on the road for me. Yeah, I the was same. pretty used to it. Yeah. 
I could and I could get Amazon Prime. So once I put out the word I can get Amazon Prime, all of my friends and family were like, what do you need? And I was like, I'd like a better blanket. I'd like a better pillow. <sighs> I'd like this, 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 this. And then all of a sudden, you know, I've got 60 boxes with puzzles, which I love puzzles. Yep. Um, I had puzzles, a Rubik's Cube. I had books. I had so someone sent me family. Purple Rain. Yeah. Oh, wow. So friends and family I, rose yeah. to the occasion is what I'm hearing here. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Absolutely. That is amazing. Uh, for some reason, when you said Amazon Prime, I thought you meant Prime Video. And I was like, great. Did they tell you what to watch? <laughs> 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 There's a really good show called Miss Fisher's uh, Murder Mysteries out of Australia. <gasps> that I've I seen love. Mrs. Fisher's. Yeah, yeah Mrs. Mrs. Fisher's Mysteries. They're great. Yeah, they're great. <laughs> and I have the books it's fantastic. Now too. She's wonderful. I think I have a little crush on her. Me too. Me too. And uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, how does she get her hair so straight? Right. I believe professionals were involved. And, I think um, so. I thought it was a wig for a while, but I think it's, it's just real. Just a black cap. I recommend all th- four seasons, three or four seasons of that show, and not the movie. Don't do it. Don't do the movie. I won't do so it. So poorly Who's her written. Little friend that I like so much. She's a dot. Dot. It dots her. Dot. Her personal. Oh, I love maid. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Her girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, it's wonderful. Right. And then now I'm watching something Jack. called Endeavor. Oh, Jack. Jack, very handsome. Okay. Mm-hmm. Did you see, this is so off topic, did you see the new Perry Mason? I tried. It was too dark. It was not Perry Mason enough for okay. my Perry Mason. It was too much like the book. And uh, guess what I don't need in a time of uh, staying at home? Uh, <laughs> something that's super creepy. We watched The Watchmen, and that was okay. too much. And quite honestly, what I watched was the first episode of The Watchmen, the second episode of The Watchmen from the door doing this, and then asking Andy afterwards what happened. And then the I'm learning next about you. Okay. eight episodes, didn't watch them at all. Andy just told me about them. Last two episodes, again, me passing through the room and then me reading all the synopses. So okay. uh, I wanted to Perry, Perry Mason was a big one for me because I watched every episode of the original while my mom ironed as a child. Yes. And so I was like, I got to see this to see if my mom would like it. And then, you know, the show begins with like, put the fucking money in the bag and the fucking baby dies. I'm like, oh, my mom's going to hate this. Yeah. You know, and so I just kept watching and I'm like, oh, my God, there's a naked man. Like, oh, this, oh, you can see his wiener. Mom's going to hate this. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and so then, of course, I, call, <laughs> I called her. I was like, you have got to watch. <laughs> You're going to hate it so, until you love it. Oh, my it. God. She was like. Is it it's is it like the original? I was like, not at all. It is an- and there's so many swears <laughs> and a little bit of nudity. But really, like the story, she's gonna hate it. But they get that baby back. They find that baby. Um, the it's- I think the baby was dead in the first episode. <gasps> dead baby in the oh, first episode. And I was like, and it looked real. It's dead in all the wrong ways. And I was like, all the wrong you ways. guys, uh, just because you could make something look real. I want to say this to Kai. Uh, you don't have to. You don't have to. I'm good. But uh, oh, they sewed its little eyes open. Yeah, that was. Yeah, that was. That was immediately when I was like, okay, I'm going to keep watching. Mom, mom won't won't be able to make it. And uh, there's a hint but, for no, the I'm, Rangers out there who don't want any part of this. Go ahead. If you can, yeah, if you can make it through episode one, like like five minutes in, you're good for the whole thing. Because <laughs> that's kind of like that's it's as like, bad as it gets. It's kind of like we. Uh, it's no, it's, I think it's just, it's just, it sets uh, the tone. if you could, you're walking in, it's kind of like the last star Wars movie, how the, the crawl, if you sit through the crawl, you're going, I accept this movie as is. Yes. And if you're like, no, that's no, 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 this is how dare they, then you walk out, you know? And so it's like, if you can make it through 
that, then you're like, I accept that there will be more, more corpses and some. I have to say that I, wiener, I made it maybe. through the first season of Discovery, Star Trek Discovery, thinking this is more Star Wars than Star Trek. I do not approve of this. This is not Star Trek enough. This is not Star Trek enough. And then the last episode, I was like, oh, they turned it into Star Trek. And then <laughs> the next season, which I'm almost done with right now, and the, and, the ne- and the third season starts this month, but the next season is so Star Trek, it's the best. Matter okay, of fact, it was irritatingly Star Trek last night where you were like, yeah, you're having some feels and you're eating up the clock here. Please stop the thing. Stop the thing. You're having feels. The feels are eating up, eating up the, no, but that's classic Star Trek, original Star Trek, next Trek, Deep Space Nine, Voyager, uh, all of them. It's uh, too long. I'll go too, there. Yeah. yeah but I'll, uh, I'll second, episode, second. Fine. so if you could make it through the first season, you will love it. love the second season. Okay. Okay. But the first season is okay. real action packed, but it's real Star Warsy. So I'll climb on board. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, climb so, on board. All right. I'll put that on my must. This has weeded off, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, to me talking to Kristen Key about television. Uh, but we have discussed for a good solid 50 minutes Mad Libs, which I didn't know. Who that- knew we could do that? I didn't know we could do that. I didn't yeah. know we could do that. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, you've chosen wisely. Kristen Key is at the Kristen Key, K R I S T I N. Uh, in on the Instagram and the Twitter, and uh, two podcasts, one called Mad Mondays that are six minutes each, which you can listen to all of them. She's been doing them since March, um, in a day probably, and Mad Mondays, yeah. and then the new one called Fill in the Blank. So thank you so much for being on the show, Kristen. Thanks, Jackie. And Rangers, you know the rules out there. Take care of each other. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat, my hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh, my God. We, why don't we just call that as the end of the show?